Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. Heavenly Father, we thank you, as Justin said, for sending your one and only Son, Jesus. Father, we speak to Jesus tonight, for every life in this house. God, we individually claim the name of Jesus over our lives, over our family over our circumstances, as CJ said, over our neighbours. We lift high the name of Jesus. We glorify you tonight, Lord God. We come here purely to worship you. From start to end of service, we're here, Lord God, hearts open to engage and encounter you afresh tonight to bring glory to your name. Father, I pray that the glory of heaven would rest upon every single life in this building tonight. That we would enter into a place where transformation takes place. Father, I thank you that your word says in Matthew, Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. That tonight, as Justin declared, is a night of miracles, a night of freedom, a night of transformation, a night of encounter. Mighty God, we love you. Let me just sing that through one more time. I just speak the name of Jesus and any weight you're carrying, any hurt, any brokenness, any guilt, any fear, any shame, I want you to come and lay it at the feet of Jesus tonight. I want you to picture yourself coming before Jesus and laying it at his feet because he's merciful and he's gracious and he's ever loving. Let's speak the name of Jesus tonight. Just let yourself get abandoned in the presence of God. Like Justin was saying in James 4, it says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. We, we take a step and God moves closer. And and I don't know, you know, did everybody enjoy the week of prayer and fasting? Yes. Did anybody do some prayer and fasting? I know I did. And Josh sent me a message midweek and goes, you know, you're a good preacher, 
I mean, what? He goes, because I haven't eaten dinner any night this week. He goes, and I like my dinner. <laughs> so I'm sorry about that. I'll tone down the preaching and the conviction and the you need to. But anyway, I, I love it. And I, like Justin was saying, I, I found myself thinking clearly this week and, and seeing things differently. It's like you get this different perspective because my focus isn't on everything I have to do. My focus is on him who shows me what's most important to do, who leads me through what's what's essential in life. And, uh, you know, that worship, worship just shifts us. Allow it to shift you. Allow it to take a hold of you. I, I once heard it said that worship is like an air conditioner for the soul. And we need it because yeah. you, you get hot and bothered. Yes. And you get hot and bothered on the inside by the things you face and the things you walk through. But it's like yeah. an air conditioner for the soul. Would you just turn this down a little bit, Drew? Um and today's called Freedom Service, and I don't need to preach. I just want Kelsey to come back up here and keep talking to us because that's what this is. This is a life, and it was hard and glorious, and it was vulnerable and empowering. And one statement she just made was, I had to learn to let love in. I went, wow. It's like, how often do we not let love in? Because he is love. Yeah. The Bible describes God as love. Yeah. And all he wants is to come in. Yeah. Through the cracks. Through the brokenness. But so often I'm covering my cracks and my brokenness and my weakness and my, my failings and who I am. But Kelsey so beautifully articulated that it's not until we know whose we are that we can realize who we are yeah. and we can accept the value that's been placed upon us by the declaration of God. And, and and can I just say, as soon as you said that, you had to let love in, I, I thought, how good is God? Because you had to walk through a process of letting love in to gain freedom. And then God sent more love, because I've seen the way your husband loves you and treats you like his queen and is, and is gentle and nurturing and love. And I thought, there comes a point where I can only receive, not only from God, but from others when I make myself vulnerable and accept first what God has for me, and then he surrounds me with so much more. You know in Ephesians where it says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or imagine, to him be in the glory in the church through Christ Jesus. It's I I let God in and he does an exceeding abundance in my life. Mm -hmm. So if you're holding on to anything or there's anything that has you bound or or you're feeling weighted down to it, my encouragement is, Come and lay it at the feet of Jesus. Come and let it go tonight. Let it. Let, let today be a, a, a landmark day in your life where you can say, on this day in 2022, I, I received freedom. I received the, the total and complete work of the cross. Amen? Amen. Amen. Fantastic. Well, 2 Corinthians 3.17 says, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Where the spirit. If you can get yourself into the presence of God, if you can, if you can make space in your life to to welcome in the Holy where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. You don't have to do life on your own. It says in one John, it says, "Greater is He that is in you than He that is in the world, actively opposing you, coming against you." But there is freedom, and freedom comes into your life in the form of Jesus Christ, and outworks and manifests in, in who you are as a person. And, and I love that because he's come to give us freedom in every area of our lives. Freedom from fear, 
freedom from oppression, freedom from intimidation or infirmity or sickness or insecurity or, or guilt or shame. He wants us to live unashamedly free. Yeah. And, and that's my prayer and my desire. After walking through a week of prayer and fasting and focusing on him, that we would come defenses down and allow ourselves to be touched by the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I love what it says in 1 John 3, it says, the reason the Son of Man came was to smash the works of the enemy. Yeah. The reason the Son of Man came was to smash the works of the enemy. If you need a scripture to, to meditate on, to, to, to memorize, memorize that one. Jesus came to actively work on your behalf to smash the works of the enemy. John 10, 10, the enemy comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that you may have life and life more abundantly. Jesus is is coming to smash the works. The Bible says no weapon formed against you shall prosper. It, It will be formed, but it won't prosper as we allow God to work on our behalf to smash the works of the enemy. And I love this. I, I get mental pictures when I read scriptures. And I love this because this isn't meek and mild Jesus. Has anybody got that picture of meek and mild Jesus wearing a dress, <laughs> skipping through the chairs? Jesus, he was always happy and, and providing for people and feeding the five fair. This isn't meek and mild Jesus. This is warrior Jesus. This is I'm coming to take your head off, devil Jesus. This is Iron Man Jesus. This is this is our God. This is our Savior. He wasn't meek. He was coming to smash the works of the enemy. I don't know if you've ever seen a, a, a boxing fight or a, or a W. No, not WW. That's what I'm, what I'm, what's the, the UFC or something. They are coming to smash the other person's head. Jesus came to smash, to destroy, to do away with the enemy's plans for your life. And and we need to take a hold of this. And I know this might be an unusual topic in church. Why aren't you talking about salvation or healing or the gospel's incomplete if we don't talk about deliverance and freedom? Because a third of Jesus' ministry was deliverance and freedom and raising people back from the dead and and bringing life and hope where there was death and hopelessness. It's not a complete gospel if we don't get... The the enemy is real and the enemy hates you. But God loves you so much that he left heaven to come and smash the works of the enemy on your behalf to bring deliverance, to bring healing. And, And I love it. Because there's a whole lot of things in life that can't be explained and can't be medicated and can't be defeated naturally because they're supernatural. They're the works of the enemy. But as I said, John 10.10, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come. Everybody say, but I. But I. I. Jesus wants you to know that he came to give you life, to give you eternal life, to give you supernatural life, to give you abundant life, that he wants to maximize your life. The devil wants to limit you, constrain you, minimize your life, but but Jesus wants to maximize your life. He wants you to recognize who you are so you can fully live out all your days bringing glory to his name. Amen? And the devil's slimy. He'll do it in so many ways. He'll if he can get a hold on your life, he will get a hold on your life. And it doesn't matter how he does it. It doesn't matter if it's something that's being done to us. It's something we do to ourselves, whether we're hurt, we're abused, or we sin, or, or you know, we go through things and we receive hereditary curses. He will use anything he can to hold you down. Yeah. But tonight you can walk in freedom. But I have come. Sure. We need to remember that. Yeah. Jesus came for you. 
And if it was only you, Jesus came for you. I'm like, dude, that's, that's, that blows me away because I don't deserve Jesus to come for me, but he came for me. And you don't deserve Jesus to come for you, but he came for you. Enjoy your life. Live your life. Walk free, receiving all that he has for you. Amen? Revelation 1.17 says, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am he who lives and was dead. And behold, I live forevermore. Amen? And I have the keys of Hades and death. I've got all authority. I have the authority to declare you free tonight. I love how Justin, as he was praying, Jesus descended to the depths of hell. He conquered death and sin. He took back the keys of death and sin and he rose victorious. That's because he rose victorious. It wasn't just that he died on our It's because he rose. He declared, I will die, but I will rise again. I'll be seated at the right hand of the Father. Because he did what he said he would do, because he is who he declared he was, we can live free in Jesus' name. Acts 10.38 says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power who went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. I love that. But God was with him. He was smashing works. He went about healing all who were oppressed, all who were demon, all who were sick, because God was with him. And now, right now, through Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit, we can see any oppression, any demonic activity, anything just cast out from our lives, but we have to fight for our freedom. We have to, it's a fight. It's called the, the, the good fight of faith. We have to fight by faith. We have to stand in faith. We have to position ourselves in. We can't sway to the left or to the right. We have to ask in faith, believing that we receive what we ask for. And in Ephesians 6, 10, it says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You don't have to be strong in yourself. Circumstances in life may have battered you around to the point where you don't feel strong in yourself. But to, to live free, you don't have to be strong in yourself. You have to be strong in Him. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, Everybody say, therefore. therefore, we've got to fight. Therefore, take up the whole armour of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. Having done all to stand, stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, the, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of preach. Above all, taking up the shield of faith, which is able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked one. Take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And I love this. Above all, taking the shield of faith. Hebrews 11 says, Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. Verse 6 says, The only way to please God is through faith. We need to be, the distinctive of our lives need to be men and women of faith. And faith is simply saying, God, I believe. God, I trust you. God, I don't understand necessarily, but I'm going to walk towards you. I'm going to look to you. This doesn't make sense in the natural, but I decide today to turn away from the lies of them, to, to, to close my ears to what he's saying. All things are working together for your good. Amen? Take up the shield of faith. He's, he's greater. God is greater. And I don't know if you've ever seen anybody oppressed by an evil spirit, but it's real. It, it's real. It's over the last 28 years, we, we've seen a few things. 
uh, and God is just faithful to His word. Uh, and and I, I love the things of the spirit. When I was a young boy, I, I I would see things in my room, and I'd run into my bedroom, and I'd say to Dad, "There's something sitting on my my closet." And he goes, "That's all right. It's just the devil." Um, he goes, "But God's God's more powerful than the devil, so don't worry about it. Go back to sleep." And I go, "I'll get this piece come out. I go back to sleep." And I walk into his his bedroom, and he'd just be standing at the window, looking out the window, two o'clock in the morning. I'm like, "Dad, what are you doing?" And he goes, oh, there's Satanists out in the in the park. We live next to a school and there was a big park beside us. So there's Satanists over there and they're doing a Satanist. Watch this. And there was people walking around and fire would come up out of the ground. And it would ch- it would change colour. It would go from orange to green, 40 foot in the air. And he goes, watch this. And he'd start praying in tongues and it would stop. And then he goes, and it would just stand there. He goes, they'll do it again. And they'll, they'll walk around and flames would come out of the ground. And he'd start praying in tongues and it would stop. He goes, God is real, and God is more powerful. The devil's real, but he's just a pest. He's just a pain, and he has no authority. God has all authority. That's all I knew from a young age. So we started doing youth ministry and travel around a little bit. And I remember being in a meeting in Melbourne, and I got a word of knowledge for someone. Actually, Melissa's laughing because she was pregnant. And I, I like to, when I go different places, I like to talk to people and say, Hi, I'm Christian. How are you? And... And I sat next to a guy, and no word of a lie, he fell off his chair and started slithering like a snake underneath the seats. Uh, and he had demons. And uh, Melissa tapped me on the shoulder. She was very pregnant with Noah at the time. She says, yes, before the meeting starts, you can take me back to the hotel, and uh, you can do the meeting yourself. <laughs> and it was a fun meeting, and it was all good. But in that meeting, I got a word of knowledge. I, I saw a picture of a girl uh, um, with with a demon sitting on her shoulders, its claws on her shoulders and claws into her head. Uh, and then I got a word of knowledge for somebody that God was going to heal their hand. And I didn't know which one to do first. So I said, there's somebody here, with, you, you've done something to your hand, I want to pray for you. And it was that girl, I didn't realise she lifted her hand and had one of those splints. She'd, that day she'd uh, broken her, her hand, her, her thumb had been dislocated and pulled back against her arm and her whole hand was black and then splintered her head. And God said, before I heal her, I'm going to deliver her. And so I prayed knowing that I'd seen this demon sitting on her shoulders and I went up and I touched her on the head and she passed it. Look, she went out under the Spirit of God. Everybody in the room, though, thought that she'd passed out because she'd been affected by meningitis six months before and if anything ever touched her head she'd pass out convulsing and have to go to hospital in an ambulance so i'm thinking she got touched by the power of god and they're all thinking we better call an ambulance and so i'm like get her up she's going to be fine and so they're all they came they lifted her up and i said how do you feel she was fantastic and she looked totally different her eyes looked different her face looked different God touched her and delivered her and set her free in a moment. And it was night and day from pre-prayer to post-prayer. Looking at it, she was a totally different person. And she just walked off. And I'm like, okay, fantastic. But God had told her to walk into the bathroom, take the splint off and put her hand under the water that the bruising was going to wash off like dirt. And, and I'm telling you, her hand was black. From, from her wrist, the other hand was black. And she went to the bathroom, ran the water, took the splint off and put her hand on that. So not only had she been healed and delivered, she had no pain in her hand. She put her hand on and she, like like dirt, it washed off, which is fantastic. We're all praising God and we had an altar call and people came and gave their life to Christ. But the next morning, that was 
Saturday night, we're doing Sunday to Sunday morning services as well. Uh, I'm there and this hand goes up and goes, these are my parents. They need to come forward and give their lives to Christ. And it was her parents. And so, they, so we didn't, mid, mid-service, did an altar call. So from one moment, one touch from God, one person getting set free. And then I'm like, this is awesome. Does anybody else want to give their life to Christ? People came forward. <laughs> Best day ever. <laughs> and, uh, and they came forward and they said, no, you don't understand. I'm a witch and, and he's a warlock. And we, are, we head up the local whatever. Cauldron, I don't know, whatever, they, you know, whatever. I don't do it, so I'm not sure. Uh, but she came, she was living under curses, she was living under oppression, she was always, she always had ailments and sickness, but she got set free in a moment. And then her parents came and got set free and, and healed in a moment. There's nothing God can't do, there's nothing God won't do, but we have to fight. She had to press through, and I could tell there, there was a wrestle as she came forward and that in responding to the word, and, and, and it's a wrestle, but we all face that wrestle yeah. in some way, in some form, whether it's shame, whether it's hurt, whether it's guilt, whether it, we all face that, but we have to fight, fight for our freedom. And I want to encourage you, and, and we fight for our freedom through prayer and fasting. We fight for our freedom through not doing what we used to do habitually, and that's, that's what we do. Amen? Amen. And uh, do you know that God and the devil are both looking for the same thing in our lives? Do you know that? God and devil are, are, are both looking for the same thing. They want your agreement. Because whatever you agree with, you empower in your life. So you can agree with the devil that to the day you die, you'll be sick. Or you can agree with Jesus that by his stripes you are healed. Where we place our agreement determines whether we live in freedom or bondage. We, we have to agree with God. We have to agree with his word. I, with, as we agree with his word, we give access to life and abundant life. But when we agree with the enemy, we give access to death and hopelessness and heaviness and, and we're held bound. And, and I want to encourage you, set your alignment with the Word of God. Set your alignment with the promises of God. Just say, you know what, I agree. Yeah. I agree with every word I read in the Bible. I agree that you are the God that heals me. I agree that by your stripes I am healed. I agree where the Spirit of the Lord is there is, I agree. Yeah. You may see, in your mind, you may be like, but I, I don't know. I don't care if you don't know, just say, I agree. Just say, I agree. Jesus, I choose to agree with you. I don't want to agree with the labels that have been placed on my life. I don't want to agree with what I've walked through. I don't want to agree with my upbringing. I want to agree that I am a child of God. I'm an heir to the throne. I've been adopted into the family of God. That that, that all the promises of God are yes and amen in my life. I agree. And i got to tell you, your, word will, your world will shift in a moment. And, and I'm not sure if it was Kelsey or it was CJ, but they said that freedom isn't a destination, it's a journey. Well, they said that freedom's a journey. And it is. It's not a destination. I don't get to freedom. I journey through freedom. I journey free. I, I live light. I live loose. I live full of love and, and light, and, and God is with me. And, and I'd say that everybody wants to be free, but not everybody wants to do what it takes to be free. And that's the discipline. We're called to be disciples, discipline ones. But, but it's a fight. Yeah. It's a fight. I've got to walk through the process to live in the promise. And I want to encourage you. You are stronger than you think you are. 
You are bigger than you think. If greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world, you have all that you need to get through what you're facing, to live in freedom every day of your life. And, and I, I was thinking this afternoon that we want the results without the restraint. I just want to live out one live. But I want the results. I want the good stuff. I just don't want to do the tough stuff. Wow. I'll, I'll, you know, the Bible says all things are permissible, but not all things are beneficial. We can do what we like in life, but not everything will benefit your life. Yeah. Not everything will take you towards the plans and purposes that God has for your life. So we want the results without the restraint. We want the promise without the process. We were talking beforehand, and, and Drew was making a few jokes, and he said, you know, are you going to show the Braveheart video tonight? And we take our lives. We'll never take our freedom. And the funny thing was, I was thinking that their, their, their breakthrough, their freedom came through their willingness to fight. Their fight was their process. They didn't have freedom just because they made a, a good catch cry, a good war cry. No, they had to fight for that freedom. Take take our lives, but we're gonna we're gonna live in freedom for our our future, for future generations, for our kids, for those that come, for those that are looking up. We as a church need to fight for it in our faith to walk in freedom, so that we can lead others into freedom. And revival comes when I get revived. So we think revival is it's the Holy Spirit. It's yes, it is in you and me. And it's the coals getting close together and the fire raging strong. That's how revival comes. When I get free, when I get liberated, when I come alive, when I get on fire doing my Bible in a year and my prayer and fasting and seeking him and standing in his presence and I come alive and then I stand next to my brothers and sisters who are also alive and on fire and living for Jesus free, revival comes. I want to see revival in this. I want to see revival on the Sunshine Coast. I want to see revival in you. I want you so pumped up on, on the truth of the Word of God, so pumped up on the Holy Spirit, so high on life that's been gifted to you that you're walking around and people go, they must be crazy. What are they on? I need to be what they're on because what they're on is the good stuff. And you know what? I, I want to be on the Holy Ghost. I want, to, I want to live beyond my circumstances because Isaiah says those that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They'll rise up on wings as eagles. They'll run and not grow weary. They'll walk and will not faint. When you rise up on wings as eagles, you live above the storm. You let the, the, the storm and the winds carry you beyond your circumstances and you look at life with a different perspective going, I'm just hanging up here until it all settles down and then I'll come down and do what I do again. We can live like that. You can live like that. This, this is truth. This is the word of God. But for most people, the process is the problem. Yeah. I don't want to fast and pray, but I do want the breakthrough. I don't want to read the Bible, but I do want the miracles. How do you know what the miracles are if you don't read the promises? I don't want to wait in God's presence, but I just need the answer now. I want the peace. I want the breakthrough. I want the freedom, but I don't want to steal myself. In church, it's a discipline. And that's what Psalm says. Be still. And know that God can't show you how real he is while you're running around like a headless joke. While you're spinning plates, juggling balls, making things happen, joining dots, stretching things. You, you, God can't move. He's like, what do I touch? Where do I touch? What, what's going on? But that's how we do life so often. Am, am I touching any nerves tonight? Or? God's 
process is a good for us. They're the pathway of preparation that leads to the promise of freedom. Walk through them. Walk in them. Allow God to be who he's created you to be. Don't let the devil win. Don't allow yourself to remain bound for eternity. I know people right now that are bound and they live as victims. And, and I'm, I'm not negating what they've walked through or the hurts or the brokenness or the unfairness of the situation. But God can set you free. You, if, if you focus on that, that's what you'll always have. But God's standing here, I have so much more for you. If you will walk to me and let go of those things that are holding you bound. You know, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the story of the Israelites being freed after 400 years of slavery and bondage at the hand of the Egyptians. And they're set free. They're, they're delivered. God delivered them as he promised he would. But because of their negativity, their hardness of heart, they're looking back. They're, they're not focusing on what God had spoken to them and delivered them from. They wandered for 40 years, never entering into the promise that God had for them. They were physically free and spiritually bound. They were in bondage. They, they had never walked into the freedom. It's easy to, to be told you're free. I remember Nelson Mandela once made a statement. He said, when I walked through those gates 26 years after being wrongly sentenced, he said, I knew I had to let go of hate. If He said, otherwise I'd never be free. He said, I was wrong, but I had to make it. Every day we have to make a decision. I let that go. I let that person go. I let that situation go. I let that insecurity go. I let that fear. There's something that you can let go of tonight. We're going to pray shortly, and God is going to do a mighty work. Amen? Amen. I'm, I'm not going to get anywhere close to any of this. But I remember a story in the Bible, because I remember it because it's in the Bible, and I've read it many times. <laughs> but in Mark, of a demoniac, of a, of a man oppressed and demon oppressed, and Jesus leaves one place and comes to another place, and and, and this man is there and he's wild and he's breaking chains and whatever he's bound with, he, he breaks and he cuts himself with stones and he, and he cries out and he's, he's demonizing everybody around him. And Jesus it says, comes and says, he instantly comes and drops on his knees at his feet of Jesus. And Jesus, what do you want with me? He says, don't cast us out from here. And he says, what is your name? He says, Legion, for we are many. He says, don't cast us out of here. But the, the story goes on that there was a, a herd of swine, there was over 2,000 pigs, and Jesus, this tells me how strong the human spirit is. One man was walking around with a legion of demons and still able to function at some capacity, but Jesus cast the demons out of that man into the herd of swine, and it says instantly the 2,000 swine went and jumped off the cliff into the water and died. And it says the man was found to be in a sound mind and state. And Jesus came to it and says that they clothed him and he was, he said, I want to come with you. I want to follow you. He goes, no, go back to your family. Go back to your friends and tell them of the good things that God has done for you. Get free. Stay free and let freedom be an example and an inspiration to others that are also bound and, and, and held in bondage. There are so many people. We meet them every day and that are, that are bound by circumstance and bound by addiction and bound by hurt and bound by heaviness, our freedom will set others free. Our freedom will be that signpost that others can follow so that they can walk into freedom. And I love it because Jesus goes, I, I did this for you because I love you, but you don't need to be with you. You can go now remembering what I've done and go back to your family, go back to your friends. There's people that need us. 
the amazing thing is that uh, the people that were binding this man and holding him in his state, they saw his mess. But Jesus doesn't see us in our mess. He sees us as we can be. You're looking at yourself a certain way tonight, but Jesus isn't. He sees you as his child, whole and free and perfect. And he wants you to see yourself the way he does. Would you stand to your feet? I want to do something before we pray. And this is a little long, but I'm going to ask you to, to do it with me. I'm going to ask us all to make a declaration tonight over our lives, over our circumstances. that just invites freedom into our life and the touch of God. And then I'm going to ask CJ and the, the team just to come and worship behind us. And, and I want to pray for anybody here tonight that would like to receive some freedom freedom or some deliverance from anything that you may feel is holding you bound. But can I ask you just to repeat these words, just to close your eyes, perhaps lift a hand or both hands and just repeat this prayer after me tonight. Heavenly Father, today I break any agreement with any demon in Jesus' name. I break every allegiance with poverty, with lack, with fear, with addiction. I declare today that I put my amen beside your word. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I declare today that I renounce every unclean thing. I renounce fear. I renounce poverty and a poverty mindset. I renounce normalizing sin. I renounce accepting sickness and disease. And I reject it from my life. I renounce lack. And I declare today that I am blessed. That I am highly favored. I declare today that in Christ I am more than a conqueror. I am victorious in Jesus Christ. That my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. I declare that my God goes before me. He's behind me. He surrounds me. He hedges me in. He's a great warrior. He's an ever-present help in times of trouble. I declare today that freedom is my portion. I declare today the Holy Ghost is my helper. I declare today that all guilt, all shame, all condemnation, broken off my life, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. For more life-changing messages, visit us online at c3noosa.org. If you've been blessed by this message, please consider partnering with us financially to see the work of God continue flourishing in and through C3 Church Noosa. God bless.